You're listening to A Deeper Dive. Hear about game-changing ocean projects and the incredible people making them happen. Hi, everyone. My name is Rob Barton, and I'm your host of this week's A Deeper Dive podcast. When I'm not hosting podcasts, I'm the Chief Administrative Officer of Canada's Ocean Supercluster, and I've been a part of some really exciting things and growth momentum that's building in this space over the last couple of years. So this podcast is a really exciting way to hear from Ocean Supercluster project teams as their work progresses and as we start to see some significant benefits and impacts as a result of that work. And today we're checking in with the Ocean Startup Project. That was our first innovation ecosystem project announced a little over a year ago in a time when we were able to still do these things in person. And uh, what got everyone excited about this project at the time was it was kind of a first of its kind of collaboration between um, some leading incubators and accelerators across Atlantic Canada brought together their collective abilities to, to help grow more ocean companies in the region and in Canada. So before I steal any more of his thunder, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Don Grant. Don is the executive director of the Ocean Startup Project, and Don's going to share with us some of the highlights, key learnings, and, and how the journey is going for the project so far. So Don, welcome, and, and thanks for joining us today. Rob, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate you having me on. Really excited to be here and really excited to be part of this ocean sector right now. It's uh, it's just so exciting to see all the things that are happening. Totally agree. Thanks for joining us. Um, and maybe start out, Don, for the benefit of our listeners, just just remind everyone what the Ocean Startup Project is all about and, and what you've set out to do in the project. Yeah, so Rob, I'll dovetail a little bit on what you said. The the Ocean Startup Project is a pan-Atlantic collaboration between Genesis Center in Newfoundland, CDL Atlantic, InnovaCore, New Brunswick Innovation Foundation, PEI BioAlliance, and Springboard Atlantic, in conjunction with, obviously, Canada's Ocean Supercluster and ACOA. And being the first innovation ecosystem for Canada's Ocean Supercluster has been a really, really formative way to start out this, this project at, the, at this time. What we're setting out to do, Rob, is, is effectively making Canada the best place in the world to start, foster, and grow an ocean company. And we think this is achievable with focus and time. And we have all of this experience and expertise in Canada along our three coasts, the longest coastline in the world. And uh, we are really excited about the prospect of, of what we can do uh, with startup companies here in Canada. So Don, you talked earlier about making this the best place to start and grow an ocean company. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that means and, and what we need to do to get there? Yeah, I think... I think really what we need to do to get there is is have more collaboration like you're seeing with this project and you're seeing with all of the ocean supercluster projects. You have all of these different organizations coming together, working collaboratively and fostering and growing this ocean sector. And, and with those collaborations, we have real potential to accelerate the growth of this ocean sector in, in this country generally. I think the other things that we can do is, you know, we can leverage those partnerships. Like for my project, leveraging all of these incredible incubators and accelerators that we have in this region and across this country to help these really early stage companies that we're working with get on that solid foundation. I think we can also, through 
all of the momentum being gained by Canada's ocean supercluster through the ocean startup project, through the blue economy strategy, I think we can start to attract a lot of international investment and potentially some international companies, which will only strengthen what we're doing here in this region. And I think the other thing that I think is incredibly important is leveraging the the mentors and the advisors in this country around oceans and around business development generally. And what we've been so enthusiastic about in this project is all of the people from industry and from not-for-profit sector stepping up to support and mentor the, the companies that we have in our first cohort here. And and that is the biggest differentiator for early stage companies. And so for us, leveraging industry, leveraging uh, incubators and accelerators, leveraging the, the organizations like the, the NIAs and the NOIAs and, and the Oceans Advance, that to me is how we are gonna collectively build this into something really, really powerful and strong. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and maybe keeping on that theme a bit, Don, what have been some of the key activities and the highlights for you over, over the past year or so with the project? And and maybe as a two-parter, what, what's one key takeaway or something you've learned along the way? So I think one of the, the really big takeaways for me uh, over the last 15 months of this project is just the momentum that is being gained in this ocean sector and and watching this momentum build and watching all of the projects rolling out from Canada's ocean supercluster and seeing the derivative effect of those on our project and the enthusiasm and excitement in the ocean sector in Canada at the very earliest stage, people coming forward and thinking to themselves, I've got an idea and maybe now is the time that I step away from that mid-career job and actually jump into that entrepreneurship side. And so that to me has been one of the most powerful pieces of being this close to the ocean sector right now and, and just seeing that growth. I think from a project specific uh, perspective, you know, some of the activities that we've done that I'm really, really encouraged by are things like our lab to market program. And what that is, is trying to take all of this incredible research that's being done in these universities here in Canada by these brilliant minds and getting them to think about how they could actually commercialize that, that research and how we can turn that into maybe some companies and some real growth opportunity for the economy. Um, we started out our first lab to market cohort last year in September. We had 24 applications to that and, and we, had 20, we had 17 teams go through that process with us. We've just closed our second lab to market cohort and we had 36 applications this time, which is a 50% increase over last year, which just shows that you know with raising awareness, with the momentum that is being garnered here in this ocean sector, that things are working, things are happening, and more people are recognizing, hey, there is opportunity in this ocean sector. And, and for lab to market specifically, I might have something I can commercialize, but at the, at the very worst, I'm going to learn a whole new set of skills. And that's really exciting.
the Ocean Startup Challenge is, is one of the hallmarks of our project. And we're really, really pleased with, with how that's gone over the last probably six months. Uh, in September, we awarded $25,000 to 14 companies. And those are the earliest stage companies, Rob. And so these are people with, you know, ideas, but good business acumen as well. And what we've done is we've given them funding, but the funding hasn't been the really the most meaningful part of what we've done. What we've done is we've surrounded them with experience, mentors, advisors, and we've brought a, an executive in residence into the project who has worked with each of these different founders for the last six months and watching the growth that has taken place amongst these founders and these ventures, getting them to where they are today, uh, six months later, has been really, really exciting and fills me with great pride and enthusiasm for the project and and what Canada's ocean supercluster is doing with their their vision for for Canada as an ocean nation. We really are going to see some of these companies turned into something really really special in this in this uh, ecosystem having gone through this experience with us having gotten exposure to the mentors and advisors and the EIR and the OSP and OSC teams has vaulted these companies uh, and accelerated their growth in a way that they would never have ever had that opportunity without, without this project. So really, really excited about that. And then finally, the, the one other highlight I have from this year is just seeing uh, Amazon do the future code. And what that means for Canada as a country and getting people to believe that we in Canada can be the best in the world at starting, growing and fostering an ocean company. We're not there yet, but it's stuff like the future code and it's stuff like the projects that we're doing and the projects that the supercluster are doing that make me really believe that in three, five, 10 years time, we can be the best in the world. Yeah, thanks, Don. I mean, there's a fantastic amount of momentum you touched on. It's really exciting to to just to, just to hear in the future code was uh, just one great example of that. Uh, and I, I expect you get this question a lot, but but given the companies you're working with and the applications you're receiving, what are some of the really cool emerging areas of focus that some of these entrepreneurs and, and young companies are focusing on? You know, in our cohort, we've got people who are working on fish health and fish health from an aquaculture perspective is a massive, massive opportunity. And there's lots of incredibly smart people around the world working on this. But what we're seeing is a lot of incredibly smart people here in Canada working on this and solving really, really important problems. And if those can be solved by companies here in Canada, those companies will be massively, massively scalable. You know, we look at sustainable shipping and we've got a company called Glass Ocean in our um, in our first cohort of the 14. They're working on electrification of vessels. Huge, huge opportunity uh, globally on, on, on electrification of vessels and reducing carbon footprint, getting to net zero. All of those things are huge, huge opportunities. And, and what we're seeing is, is a company like Glass Ocean having real success at a very early stage. 
seafood traceability is something that we have as well and not something that has bubbled up to the fore quite yet here in Canada, but is a, is an international problem and uh, ensuring that you're buying these, these fish companies are buying the seafood from the right, um, right vessels, the right people, uh, and ensuring that it's, it's regulated. All of that is, is starting to come forward. The other thing that I think is a huge, huge opportunity and, and one that, I'd love to see more of here in Canada because I think it's a place we can win is leveraging data and data is a huge buzzword right now in the ocean and everybody's talking about data, but nobody has really figured out how to leverage that data. And so using data and AI, huge opportunity that exists there. Um, and, and so many people across the world are trying to figure this, this problem out. But we've got organizations like DeepSense here in, in Atlantic Canada that are dying to help early stage companies with data and AI and, and melding the two together. So I see a really, really fantastic opportunity. And then the one other spot that I, I see companies in, in our first cohort coming forward with ideas and is is coatings and anti-fouling and that is a that is an opportunity that exists um, as we know the ocean is a very corrosive and difficult environment and if you can figure out a way to sustain infrastructure um, it will bring costs down for companies and industry which at the end of the day is uh, a gold mine for an early stage company and I, I was going to say that was my last one, but one other just came to mind, and it's alternative bait. And we have a company uh, in our first cohort that's working on alternative bait, and uh, the 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 sector is ripe for an alternative bait because you know we're depleting stocks to bring the bait for things like the lobster fishery. We're depleting fish stock uh, to potentially a place that it can't recover. And so finding alternative bait for lobster traps and other fishing activities is a really, really interesting place uh, to spend some time and, and a place with a lot of opportunity for startup companies. Yeah, no doubt. Thank, thanks for those examples, Don. I can appreciate it. It's hard to pick out a, a few, just given how much is, is happening and how much you're seeing. Just maybe switching gears a little. You recently had an article published in Research Money talking about how Canada is poised to lead in the ocean economy. And just wondered how much do you think our ability to create a more diverse ocean economy influences our ability to really emerge as a leader? And, and amongst those companies you're working with today, are you seeing greater engagement and participation from underrepresented groups? So it's a really, it's a really important question, Rob, and it's one where I wish I had a better answer. We need to do a much better job across every single sector in the ocean community uh, in, in raising awareness about the opportunities and trying to build uh, a more diverse and inclusive environment in the ocean space. And I think Canada's Ocean Supercluster is certainly focused on that um, in, in so many different areas with ocean allies, so much of the indigenous programming and effort that Canada's Ocean Supercluster is putting in, it's it's so necessary for us to 
to to put in time, effort, and be thoughtful about how we are engaging with different communities. Um, what I would say from the project's perspective is we have four female founders of our 14, um, which is okay, but not good enough. Uh, we would like to have that be half, if not more, in our second cohort. Last year, Don, you, you talked about it earlier, you ran a very successful Ocean Challenge, uh, and you've recently launched another one. Maybe you tell our listeners a little bit about that. How can, can folks get involved and, and what you're hoping to see come out of it? Thanks, Rob. Yeah, we're really, really excited about this this next challenge and, and applications for our 2021 Ocean Startup Challenge uh, are open now and close on June 1st. And we've got $1.4 million that we're going to roll out to the earliest stage ideas. So we're not looking for big established companies. We're not looking for early stage companies that have been around for five or 10 years. We're looking for that earliest stage. And, and that creates a lot of opportunity for those people who have been sitting at home thinking about starting a company, thinking about an idea they have to solve a problem that they understand in the ocean environment. And we want to be that organization that stimulates that company creation. And so we're here with money to help de-risk that concept of starting a company. And we're going to put resources around you to help you get the foundation of your idea and company onto a solid footing. So the opportunity right now is just massive for people who have thought about this, thought about starting a company, thought about an idea. And, and right now with all of the momentum in the, in the ocean sector, with what Canada's ocean supercluster is doing, with the ocean startup project, with the new blue economy strategy that's being worked on, now is the time for you to jump in and take a shot at making that idea into a reality and an economically viable reality. We're here to help you. We want you to jump in. Um, so we're really, really excited about what the potential is for early, early stage ideas here in the Canadian. Canadian ocean economy. Makes sense. Thanks for that, Don. Listen, I'll wrap up with one final question for you. And this is for anyone listening who's thinking about starting an ocean company. What advice do you have for them? And if, if they're interested, how would they get involved with the Ocean Startup Project? Talk to as many people in the ocean sector who have knowledge and experience about your idea and get them to help you validate it or iterate on that or pivot off of that onto something else. And that really is going to get you to a place where you can understand if you're wasting your time or if you have something that you can really work on. And then if you do feel like you have something, get engaged with the project, get engaged with the super cluster, get engaged with industry in this sector, get engaged with the not-for-profits not that are working in this sector because all of us are trying to work collectively to build this ocean ecosystem and all of us want to help you. But I think my, my main thrust here is 
is just step up and go for it because you're not going to ever find a better time to start and grow an ocean company in Canada than you have right now with all the momentum and excitement and enthusiasm that the supercluster and the startup project and the, the federal government are bringing to the ocean space right now. Awesome. Thanks, Don. And, and Don, thanks so much for being with us here today to talk about some of the really exciting work that's happening at the startup project and, and, and what you're doing to help dozens of incredible companies tackle some of the biggest ocean challenges we're facing. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, uh, as you can tell, I'm, I'm extremely enthusiastic about the ocean sector. I'm excited about what the ocean supercluster is doing. I'm excited about what our project's doing. And, and I just want to see us take advantage of all of this opportunity and, and do so in a really focused and meaningful way. So thank you for having me. It was our pleasure, Don. Thanks again. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for a deeper dive this week, exploring ocean supercluster projects that will help grow Canada's ocean economy in digital, sustainable and inclusive ways. And, and today, as you know, we were talking to Don Grant from the Ocean Startup Project from the Ocean Superclusters Innovation Ecosystem Stream of Projects. And, and that's it for episode five of A Deeper Dive. I want to invite everybody to join us back here in two weeks for the next podcast where my colleague, Diane Holman, will speak with X-Ocean and Ocean Floor Geophysics about the East to West collaboration that's happening on the XO G2 project. Thanks everyone and stay safe.